hello, hello. Welcome back to the Lavelda Show, Women of Power. My goodness, this, this season is absolutely motoring through, and I could not complete the season without my guests today. So this show focuses on the essence of feminine power, showcasing powerful women, and also diving deep to understand what makes us powerful. But here's the thing with being a powerful woman, especially in this day and age, often we are so busy trying to get to the top that other things suffer. My two guests today are here to talk to those of you who are those busy, high-performing professionals, and maybe a couple of the wheels are coming off a little bit. My first guest today is a professional sleep coach and author Beatrix A. Schmidt and I'm also joined by an ex-McKinsey employee and a business strategist who works with women who um, are looking to set their coaching businesses up different. Rose Radford, welcome to the stage today ladies, how are you? Very well thank you, thanks for having us. Yes. It is great to have you. You know what's even better? It's great to have both of you here in the studio. Um, so the first thing I wanted to ask today actually is Here's the thing, but women who are really busy or people who are really busy in general, one of the first things to go is sleep. <laughs> and it's, um, I think, especially in the last few years, if there's been a lot of stress as well, um, people perhaps are not getting as much sleep or maybe just not sleeping at all and struggling with insomnia. So um, Beatrix, can you kick us off into first, how did you get into sleep coaching and helping people through insomnia? And what are some of the key things that you've been seeing that stop people from getting great quality sleep? So my story goes back to me struggling with insomnia in my mid-twenties. Just like you said, you know, I loved life. I moved to London from Hungary and I really, really loved that you could do whatever you wanted to do pretty much any time within London, right? It's a 24-hour city. And I think a lot of the time think, people think about insomnia as coming out of a stressful time when you know it. Mine was the opposite. I actually loved life too much, almost, and I pushed my boundaries. And again, we'll talk about powerful women and, and that drive. I had the drive to be bigger, better, doing more. Um, and I didn't think sleep was that important. So I actually ended up suffering with insomnia so much that I used to wake up in the middle of the night with bleeding nose. And it really scared me in my mid-twenties and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And so went to the GP, started the process and there was nothing physically wrong with me. It was my lifestyle, my cho choices, my behavior that was driving the problem. So that's the beginning of my story. And, and now 12 years later, a lot of personal research, I'm also doing some of the research through uh, Royal Society of Medicine. Sleep is a really fascinating topic. You know, every one of us is different. Personality traits affected differently, and we'll talk about that driven personality trait. And I think, you know, where I am now, I could not live my life without good sleep. It's just too important. Wow. I, we spoke, you just touched on it a little bit, the driven woman who, life is going awesome, Rose, as you know. I mean, Mackenzie is hardly known as an organization that allows you to sit and twiddle your thumbs and sleep in the middle of the day. Absolutely not. No. And I really remember heading Friday afternoon and just wanting to go to bed at about seven or eight o'clock at night. And that would be a really great Friday night for me because I just sleep for 12 hours trying to play catch up on the week before, which is just insane when you think about it. Then you layer on wanting to like maybe hit the gym and needing to get up at six o'clock to do that. Yet your phone's still buzzing and you need to do things at 11 o'clock at night. There's just no space left to actually sleep in those sorts of environments. 
So how did that then translate when you went into business, right? Because it's one thing when you're an employee, but it's almost worse when you're a business owner and you're used to, because as an employee, you've been used to working long hours and pushing your body. How did that translate when you first started your business? Oh gosh. So the 12 hour days I was doing in my former role, I then started doing in my business. And it took a whole year of me doing that for me to realize like, oh, hang on a moment. That, that's not required. I don't actually have to work 12 hour days when I'm running my own business. But unlearning that was really tough. Now I do maximum six hours a day, typically four hours a day on the business. And that feels really good. But my goodness, has that been a year or two in the making? And did you find that that was anything to do with the business structure that you set up? Because I mean, honestly, business owners almost feel like we've got a legitimate excuse for being able to yeah. work longer hours, right? Do it's more. my business. Yeah. If I don't work it, who's going to work it? Yeah. Exactly. And you're wearing all the hats. You're the marketing team, the sales team, yeah. the accounts team. You're doing everything. No wonder you end up with 12 hour days. But equally, I've also learned that you have to think about where your zone of genius is and focusing obviously your time on that, but also are you setting your business model up to allow you to create success and income and an impact without you needing to work 12 hour days? And most people don't even do that calculation or thought in their mind to be able to set themselves up for success in the long run. So uh, something there to do with the structure that you set up, which brings me back to structure of sleep, right? Because mm -hmm. we hear quite often when it comes to sleeping, oh, you need to get into a routine and there's things that you need to do. So some of us know them, but Beatrix, maybe you can share some light on either some of the practical tools or maybe even a little bit deeper, like why do those practical tools work? Because sometimes yeah. we can know something, but we don't necessarily yeah. do nothing about it. <laughs> I think, you know, this is a great way to start actually, and it, you know, it will work really well with the, the whole topic. I always ask with priorities, if somebody is not putting health and sleep as a top priority, because maybe they're just starting their business, now that's their choice. So really got to start with knowing that actually your health is more important, because if you don't look after your health, not just sleep, but general health, your business isn't going to be growing. It, is, it isn't going to be flourishing. So I start with priorities. So I always say, what is the top three priority in your life right now? And let's start there. And when we can bump up health and especially sleep and hours of sleep to that top, then we're actually able to reshuffle our entire 24 hours because we only got 24 hours. Every single one of us has the same pocket of time, the 24 hours. So I normally take out seven hours for that sleep and then the rest we can look at what are the things we are doing. And I think one of the main things with routines, there's so many different articles about, you gotta do these five steps to, five secrets to, the top hacks, sleep like a baby every night, depend on the baby, isn't it? You know, which baby? The crying one or the sleepy and good peaceful one? So when I talk to clients and when I deliver workshops as well, I always say, pick, the routine that works with who you are. Just because an article says that you need to go to bed at 10 o'clock, it doesn't mean your body works that way. You know, just because the article says that you should get off your phone, if you're stressed about work and you're stressed about the project tomorrow, it's sometimes better to make sure you do what you need to do. But like you said as well, start looking at your overall habits. And that's a good place. And last bit here is one step at a time. Mm -hmm it's not good often to change too many things. Stick with a couple, make sure they work for you and your lifestyle and add on to that. 
small little things that you, I say that to my clients as well, like what can you pick that you can actually do every single day that it doesn't really feel like anything so you can at least develop a habit. But I think sometimes with these things, especially if you're struggling to sleep, it's almost, it's almost like somebody who's looking to get back on a healthy diet and they go in and they literally just empty the whole fridge yeah. <laughs> and then replace it yeah. with other things and give it two days later, they're craving things yeah. like crazy and it just doesn't work. It's, it's too much of a shift. Uh, Rose, you mentioned earlier and Beatrix you've alluded to it as well in terms of th those things that keep you awake but Rose you mentioned the structure of your business that can can have that an impact on your sleep moving from 12 hour days to more like four hours I mean that's a huge jump and a lot of additional hours for sleep play whatever else holidays if you in my case and yours as well I know you love a good holiday can you speak a little bit more about this structure? Because there'll be entrepreneurs going, listen, I hear your sleep story, Beatrix. I hear it. It sounds like a good idea, but you don't understand my business. So, <laughs> so what did you yeah. do in your business and what is it you help clients do in their businesses such that they can pull it back a little bit? Yeah, and there's really two pieces to this. It's almost like that big picture and then there's the, the micro picture as well. On the big picture perspective, a lot of the clients that I work with are in the online coaching industry. And one of the biggest ways in which they create sales in their business is to do launches. And if you've ever done a launch or seen somebody do a launch, you'll know that there's a heck of a lot of work that goes into these things. A lot of live video, a lot of emails being written, copy, landing pages, so much involved with the launch. Now that obviously piles on the hours of work. If you don't have a very big team, that's going to pile all onto your plate as the lead coach, as the, as the CEO. And these women aren't just doing a launch once a year. If you're depending on launches to make sales in your business, you're going to do three, four, sometimes five launches in a year. That's basically you launching every couple of months. Now, when you design your marketing and sales strategy to make it dependent on launches, you are really setting yourself up for quite a hectic year and life in your business. It really doesn't work, I find, for women who have young families as well. They just have so much to juggle at that point. So one of the things I do with my clients is to really shift them from a launch method to an evergreen method in their marketing and sales strategy so they can make sales every single day, every single week into their coaching programs and actually don't need to launch anymore. So they can launch for fun if they want to, rather than being dependent on it to create sales. And that is just a very stressful place to be in. So when they move into an evergreen method, they're able to sign between one and five new clients into their programs every single week by just doing a couple of really simple systems and strategies and keeping those in place, which brings me onto the micro picture. When we're thinking about four hours a day, how the heck can you run a multi six figure business in four hours a day? And a lot of people do ask me that. I'm like, systems, systems, babe, all the systems. So everything I do in my business gets turned into a process. So we master the process. I hand it over to a team member. They master it. We monitor it. And really everything, every part of your business can be turned into a system and a process. Now, for some people, that feels really overwhelming to have their entire business systemized. Actually, it gives you a lot of freedom because you as the entrepreneur, as the coach, as the CEO, get to really flow around that very masculine structure that you build in your business. And that very much appeals to my type of client as well, who likes to have that support and structure as well as then the flow on top of that to allow that creativity as well. There's something in there that what I really got is the importance of um, 
almost consciously choosing the business structure. And I say to speakers, it's something I do when I'm talking to speakers up front, and they'll say, oh, you know, I want to be a speaker. And I'm like, okay, how many hours can you actually support doing this, If you're, especially if you're running a business? Because if you've got to travel, trust me, it takes a lot of hours out. And it, what I'm hearing what you're saying, Rose, is there are multiple different ways to do this. And unfortunately, if you just step in with the status quo without thinking about, well, how long can I sustain this for, um, then you can get yourself almost trapped because the thing you have to do that gets results is so exhausting. But if you don't do it, then you don't get the money, but you need the money. I, it's a hamster wheel. I'm, I'm exhausted just thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really absolutely. exhausted just thinking about it. Um, so when we're talking about structures and hamster wheels, Beatrix, your clients are, are those people who were like, who were where you were, which is basically, it's not, I'm not having great sleep. It's I, I can't sleep. If I could have two hours of sleep, consistently I'd feel quite happy. So how do you start to unwind that kind of structure when it is, it's we're beyond, it's not just, you know, let's put a plaster on it. Actually, I haven't slept in years in some cases. Absolutely. Where do you even start? It's a, it's a very fascinating process and every person is going to have their own journey within that. I normally start with, well, let's actually look at what's hindering your sleep and what's helping your sleep. And let's be very honest with ourselves. And that's where the personality traits come up. If you're a driven person, brilliant, let's tame it. We don't have to change it. And I think, you know, a lot of the times that's the first conversations I have is what are some of those personality traits that, that are driving your choices, are driving the habits you ignore and the habits you choose, right? And and starting with a sleep diary as well, because most of the time, if you ask anybody, they'll sleep, oh, I didn't sleep well. Well, what does that mean? Did it take you long to fall asleep or did it take you maybe half an hour to fall back into sleep? We don't often actually break down this big picture of sleep. We talk about science of sleep a lot of the times, deep sleep this, deep sleep that, REM sleep this, REM sleep that. But we don't look at the overall skill set that we need to be able to make it happen, the how. So once we understand what are the things that are hindering sleep, we're then able to be very clear about what we need to change and keep it simple, but also keep it regular. I have had clients who one day they've gone to bed, just like you mentioned, seven o'clock because they were exhausted. Yeah. And then they expected their body to get into a routine when another night they went to bed at 11. Your body is like, what, what do you want from me? Do you want me to sleep or not sleep? Like, you're confusing. So I think the process that I take people through is working with who they are, working with their lifestyle, understanding those things, but also actually really embracing the change. A lot of the times we don't really want to change. We like some of the things that keep us where we are. Um, and I think that's really where I move away from science and really look at those practical skill sets. And that really helps my clients to overcome, not just insomnia, but other stressful times as well. When we sleep well, we handle everything better, yeah. right? Um, so that's why I started this idea of sleep skills for life. Just like we talk about leadership skills, speaking skills, business skills, business strategy. Those are skill sets. I, I love that it's practical and it's um, tailored, right? It's 
because it, sometimes when you have a big problem, it's you go in and somebody tells you to shake it all up, change it around, throw out what works for you, and here's a new process. And it's just too difficult for you to take on board because you know, you're working against yourself. Right? Yep, absolutely. You know, if you're a driven person, you're a driven person and saying, mm -hmm. well, that's your problem. Stop being driven. Well, hold on a minute. Are you trying to tell me to stop being myself? That's who yep. I am. It's fundamental and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I like what you said there about it's, it's taming some mm -hmm. of those things such that you can get the best impact. Um, so we're, I mean, we're motoring through the show today. I'd love to hear from both of you because you've both done incredible things. I mean, Rose, at a very young age, a multiple six-figure business is incredible to leave an organization like McKinsey and start your own business. And Beatrix, to be working with people in such a deep way and having such transformational impact for people who for years, in some cases, have genuinely not been able to have a decent night's sleep. As far as I'm concerned, you're two very powerful women, but I want to kind of understand from your perspective, what is it that you think makes a woman powerful? Rose, what is the essence of a woman's power in your view? So this it might not be a very popular view, but for my, for in, in my opinion, and especially given the work that I do in the world through my business, really it's a woman who's able to attract and steward money and financial resources for the greater good of herself and the rest of the world. And through a lot of the work that I do, it's all about putting more money in the hands of women through entrepreneurship. And that's really the impact I'm here to make. So I love seeing how women are becoming more empowered financially and being able to help them do that through entrepreneurship. So that's really what it is for me personally. I love that because I think, you know, the Here's the thing, the more resources we have access to, the greater the impact that we can have. And we know powerful women who have impact in, in micro circles, and then we know powerful women who have global impact. And part of what enables our ability to, to do that is the ability to attract resources, a major one of which is, is finance, to be able yeah. to support it. So I love that response. Beatrix, from your perspective, what is it that makes a woman powerful? I think starting with what I've gone through, Sleep helps us in so many ways. So just again, a very short um, example. My mom passed away last year. I could not have gone through a super challenging time in my life without making sure that I could sleep. So I think opposite to a lot of people saying sleep is a waste of time, I think really embracing the idea that without sleep, I can't function at the top of my game. Business game, personal game, love life, health, well-being, family, you name it. Without good quality sleep, we're just not going to be the best versions of ourselves. Um, and I think for me, that's the essence of, of what that power is. And also, I think it, when we're truly honest about where we are at, rather than piling through and getting through things and getting on with it, we're becoming much more grounded, powerful, rather than just a train that's heading on 200 miles an hour, right? It's that groundedness to be able to really get through the day no matter what happens and still put our head on the pillow and have a peaceful mind as well. I think it's a great thing you remind us of. Um, and it's something that we can forget, especially especially those of y'all who I know be pushing through stuff, right? Especially you, this, is, this message is particularly for you. And, and that is that we're better in every area of our life and we're rested because we know if you've gone on a long flight ever got off that mm -hmm. flight and then had any sort of issue at the airport your brain is just yep. not wanting to 
process it at all. You're like, could we not have done this before I got on the plane? And I think it's very similar. You know, we think we're coming at this work, but actually it gets to the point where we're now our, world, our own worst enemy in terms of the work that we're putting out. So that's a little bit about what you think the essence of a woman's power is in general, but I, that's not good enough for me. I want to go a little, a little bit deeper and I want to understand what the essence of your power is, because if I have two powerful people in front of me, I think I kind of want a little piece of that. I want to kind of understand that if I can take a little bit of that on, I, I'd quite like to do that. So um, I, I asked you before the show to come up with a couple of uh, three, but we're going to see how many we can get through in the time that we've got. So we'll start with the, the first one, your, your major one. If you were to say, let me think of everything I've done in life and business today and literally boil it down to we're probably going to get through two, but we'll start with one thing and say, this is the thing that above all else is the thing that allows me to be the powerhouse that I am. Rose, as nervous as you're looking, I'm going to jump to you first. <laughs> I'm just laughing already because mine is so boring, but I swear by this little like hack almost. It's, it's ridiculous. So I don't go to bed until I've planned tomorrow. <laughs> It sounds so lame, I know. But honestly, just deciding what's the priority tomorrow, what are the first things I need to get up and do, allows me to know that I am always on track to where I want to go. I, I cannot go to bed and go to sleep without knowing what my first three things are in the morning in terms of moving the business forwards, doing all the things. So it's so boring, but oh my gosh, is it so, so key. It's like brushing my teeth for me now. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, um, I remember somebody saying it's we think of productivity sometimes as getting a lot done, but it's it's actually getting the right things done. And sometimes, you know, we can have those days where we're very busy, mm -hmm. but we get to the end of the day. You're laughing, Beatrice. We get yeah. to the end of the day and we're all going, what the heck happened today? It was a total blur. Yeah. And I know for me, you, you're laughing, but it's very true. And it's not, it's, I don't take it lightly because I know for mm -hmm. me personally, if I'm having a particularly busy time, I'm not quite as good as Rose. But what I do is when I get up in the morning, I'll write a list of the three things that if that's the only things I get done today, at least I know I've moved the needle mm -hmm. forward. Because normally the stuff that's on the list for the longest is the stuff we should have done, but we've been avoiding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, writing a list before you go to bed. So Rose is better than me. She does it the night before without fail. Beatrix, what about you? What is the essence of your power? For me, it's actually um, allowing my brain to process. I'm a thinker type, mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why I struggled with insomnia. So actually for me, it's just letting my brain process. And it's pretty much the same as what both of you mentioned. What have I done well? And what am I going to plan to do tomorrow? But not on a list way, but just in a, um, a processing way. Because when I go to bed, I want to make sure my mind is peaceful. I want to make sure that I've closed the day. And I think for me, having that quiet time, and I'm quite introverted, so again, it fits into my personality type. Having that quiet time just gives me so much peace at the end of the day and reminds me how well I've done. And again, I think that fits into the driven part, right? We sometimes don't think about it. Mm -hmm. Reminding you how well you've done. The two of you are like on a par. Apparently, yeah. if you want decent sleep and to to not be running around like a blue ass, you know what I mean, in your business, um, then planning is really important, peeps. This is what I'm getting. And there's two different ways that you've described it. Even just having the space to 
um, let's say brain dump, empty mm -hmm. out what you've been thinking for the day, what's still open so you can move forward. We got time, so I want to dive a little bit deeper. I want another one. <laughs> Rose, what about you? If you were to give us a second thing that you'd say, mm, right up there next to, next to planning before I sleep would be? So this is something that I hadn't realized until a friend reflected this back to me. And she said, Rose, you're just relentless. And this is really interesting reflection to hear because you don't realize it. Going back to the whole being driven, being like, I really want to achieve this. I'm doing everything it takes to get there. I'm definitely that kind of person. But I think there's also something to be said for, yes, set the goal. Yes, have complete like dogged determination to get there, but also be flexible about the path and the process you're going to take to get there. Because often life does not work out the way you're expecting. And yes, you've gone and set this amazing goal in your business or your life or something. And you think it's going to take X, Y, Z step to get there, but actually that's not the case. So yes, have absolute relentlessness in your big goals, but be flexible to the process and the path that it takes to get there. I think that's really helped me in the past. Yeah, a, a balance between absolute focus on the goal, but enough flexibility on the route. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, we're getting to that destination, but we might not be on the M4, you know? That was broken, there was traffic, we had to divert. Yeah. I'm yeah. not even gonna try and figure out what route off, what roads come off the M4, because then it will show my ignorance. The sat nav tells me that. Beatrix, what about you? Yeah. I kind of almost said the same thing, so I'm gonna choose a different one. Um, because I think, the you know- The two of you are like twinning. Yeah, you have very different fields, but quite yeah. the same. I think, you know, yeah, I'm pretty much the same. Um, but I think for me, being completely honest with myself, and that means honest with myself when I've had one of those days when I didn't do the things that I sh maybe should have done first. Mm -hmm. And that honesty with myself builds that inner trust that, okay, yeah, I get that, but I'm willing to put my hands up and say, that's on me. Yeah. And tomorrow I can start fresh. So taking responsibility, but also not punishing myself for it because then the next day I can start fresh no matter what challenges I might have had that day before, right? And I think for me, especially through the last year of the family challenges, that was probably the most challenging time of my life, yet I've gone through it with pretty flying colors if you wanna color it. Own it, but don't yeah. use it as a tool to beat yourself up. Yeah. Ladies, you've both been exquisite today and it, it surprises me. Um, I say it surprises me. It kind of also fills me with hope that coming at it from different angles because we've got sleep and we've got you know, strategy and business. Actually, there's a lot of similarities that allow you to be successful. So you will, have, you will have piqued the interest of many listening and watching. How do people dive a little bit deeper with you? Rose, for those people who want to find out more about you, where, where should they go? Yeah, sure. So I'm on Instagram a lot. So go, go, go say hi, come slide into my DMs over at I am Rose Radford. And then you can also find me on my website at roseradford.com. Bada bing, bada boom. I am Rose Radford or roseradford.com. Beatrix, what about you? How do people find out more? So again, website is probably the best place um, because my work is probably less, um, a lot less from offline, uh, sorry, online. Um, so beatrixaschmidt.com and it's very much about the sleep skills. So come and check it out. So if insomnia has been your thing for a while, you're ready to fix it. There's lots of resources and um, skills 
for sleeping that you can find there, Beatrix A. Schmidt. Um, now, just before we wrap up, I'm just going to be a little bit mean and pull just a little bit more out of each of you. If you were to leave us with just one kind of sentence or a couple of sentences, just in terms of closing words of wisdom each, what would you leave us with, Rose? I would say there is a lot of power in you learning to trust yourself in everything. It's a lot of power in learning to trust yourself in everything. Beatrix? For me, it has to be um, that sleep struggles don't have to rule your life. Sleep is not as scientific as we read it. It's much more about the practicalities of applying things in our life. Um, and I think that's really it. Sleep does not have to be difficult. Ladies, thank you so much for joining. You've been listening or watching the Rivalda Show Women of Power. If you are on YouTube or um, listening on the podcast, please do take a moment to make sure that you subscribe and leave us a review. Until next time, have an awesome rest of your day wherever you are in the world. Take care for now from us. Ciao.